You're listening to Root Lock Radio. Hello and welcome to Root Lock Radio, a podcast for uncloaking, learning, and exploring the tarot cards. My name is Weston, I live in New York City, and I'm your host. In this episode, I will draw on the concepts of accelerated experiential dynamic psychotherapy, or AEDP, I know that's a bit of a mouthful, which was developed by Diana Fosha. I'll be using these concepts to help us to reframe some of the most challenging cards in the Minor Arcana, which are the Eight, Nine, and Ten of Swords. By looking at AEDP's concept of inhibitory and core emotions, we will see how the Eight, Nine, and Ten of Swords cards are inviting us into our potential to heal. I will also recommend a great book about this technique of psychotherapy. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy this episode of Root Lock Radio. At the top of today's episode, I want to make a little announcement, and that is that the Rootlock Radio Patreon discussion forum is now hosted on Discord instead of Facebook. Facebook uh, kicked me off, I guess, for being too mysterious, so I migrated the forum to Discord, and it seems way better. I've created multiple discussion threads, including a general tarot chat discussion threads about specific episodes, a Q&A section, as well as recommendations for future episodes. The conversation has been pretty active and quite fun, so I hope you'll consider joining by pledging $5 or more per month to the Rulock Radio Patreon. And especially if you felt deterred by Facebook being the host, you might want to consider joining now that we're hosting on Discord. I've also been engaging with listener questions on my Instagram stories and creating Q&A sessions to help me develop episodes. So if you're interested in joining that, you can follow me at Tarot on Instagram. That's it for announcements. Let's get into the show. One of my current goals of the podcast is to reframe and give new direction to the cards that seem the darkest and most challenging in the tarot deck. As you probably know by now, my perspective is that the tarot is always inviting us to heal and move forward in a positive way. It's offering us guidance forward. And this process, of course, can be difficult, and life is sometimes terrible, but tarot as a tool is trying to help us get on track. So when we get these challenging and dark cards, we need to keep that in mind. So one general rule is to always look for the healing potential in a card, no matter how dark or mysterious or disturbing the imagery might be to you. So a great example of this, of course, is the tower card. And the tower looks very unpleasant, and indeed the healing journey that the tower brings us is often quite 
unpleasant. But we remember that what follows the tower is the star. And the star is one of the most open, tranquil, and content cards in the whole damn deck. So if we can remember that the star awaits us as the tower collapses, we're going to have a more healing experience. So in real-world terms, what this means is if we're able to remember that when we're going through a time of massive clearing, that tranquility is on the other side of it, we're probably better able to surrender to that process and go through it in a less painful way, because we can kind of trust something good is on the other side of it. So that is the healing potential of the tower card. And again, just as a general guideline, we're always looking for the healing potential in every card that we draw. So one type of psychotherapy that I've been learning about is called Accelerated Experiential Dynamic Psychotherapy, or AEDP, which was developed by Diana Fosha. And one core concept of AEDP is that the healing potential is always there and is just waiting for the blocks to get out of the way. So we're always primed to heal, but we might have things that are getting in the way of it. But if those things get out of the way, the healing will happen. It's like a natural potential that we hold. And Fosha calls this innate potential towards healing transformance. And in AEDP, the main way that transformance is activated, that potential to heal is activated by engaging with, experiencing, and moving through our core emotions. Now, there's this great self-help book based on AEDP that's called It's Not Always Depression by Hilary Jacobs Hendel. And in this book, Hendel introduces what she calls the change triangle. And in the change triangle, which is really just a image that we can use to understand these concepts, in this triangle we see that there are two categories of experiences that keep us out of our core emotions. And these are defenses and inhibitory emotions. So we have our core emotions at the bottom of the triangle, but then we have these ways that we keep ourselves from feeling those core emotions and experiencing them. And there are two different things, defenses and inhibitory emotions. So defenses are anything you do to try not to feel. So this could be something like blaming yourself or blaming other people, avoiding the situation altogether, or numbing yourself with drugs or alcohol. Those are all defenses, and they kind of are ways to try not to have the feeling. Inhibitory emotions keep you from feeling the core emotions too, but they feel like something. So Hendel labels the inhibitory emotions as guilt, shame, and anxiety, and conceptualizes these psychological experiences as feelings that keep us away from our true feelings. So, for example, you might feel guilty after you got into a fight with a close friend, right? But maybe, if you explore a little farther, you might realize that that guilt is keeping you away from actually feeling angry at that friend. So perhaps that anger 
does not feel safe because it feels like it could threaten the relationship. So guilt or maybe anxiety take its place. But what results is sort of this emotional purgatory. If you were able to find a way to process that anger in a productive way, you'd probably be better able to move forward than kind of holding yourself in this guilt or anxiety place. So the core emotions, which Hendel puts in her book, are sadness, anger, fear, grief, joy, disgust, excitement, and sexual excitement. So again, the goal is to feel these things rather than the inhibitory emotions. Now, this is not a class on AEDP, and if you want to learn more, you can read Hilary Jacob Hendel's book. I'll put a link in the show notes. You can do some research online. There's a lot of information about AEDP out there. Or if you're a mental health professional, you can go to a training, which I highly recommend. But the key point I want you to take away here is that the inhibitory emotions, which are guilt, shame, and anxiety, keep us from feeling our core emotions, which are sadness, anger, fear, grief, joy, disgust, excitement, or sexual excitement. Now, the way an AEDP therapist might get a client in touch with their core emotions involves dropping awareness from the brain into the body. So say you're feeling anxiety, which is often accompanied by a lot of racing thoughts and you're kind of stuck in your head, the therapist would try to get you to slow down, breathe, explore what sensations come up in your body. And chances are, if you can kind of regulate the anxiety and and soothe yourself a little bit and stay with those body sensations, you might find a sensation that really accompanies a core emotion. So for example, if you're sad, you might feel tightness in your throat If you're angry, you might feel some heat or energy. If you're joyful, you might feel kind of an expansiveness. Any of these things could be there. And the therapist would encourage you to stay with that physical sensation as an entry point to experiencing the core emotion. And again, the core emotion is the gateway to healing. Now, I'd recommend if it's available to you, to pull out the eight, nine, and ten of swords and the eight, nine, and ten of cups cards, and we'll be right back. If you'd like to support Rootlock Radio, consider making a pledge to my Patreon page. A monthly donation of $5 or more will get you access to supplementary materials to future episodes, as well as a private online discussion forum. You can join that by going to patreon.com rootlockradio, or by following the link on my website. If you're new to the podcast or new to tarot, you may want to go back and listen to season one, which is episodes one through 16. Those episodes provide a structured and comprehensive course in tarot, I've also just released a 48-page PDF companion guidebook to Season 1 that you can purchase for $20 and download on my website, rootlocktarot.com. So 
So in the first half of this episode, I introduced some concepts from AEDP therapy, and particularly how the inhibitory emotions, guilt, shame, and anxiety, hold us back from feeling our core emotions, and the core emotions are the place where we're going to find that potential to heal. So bringing this back to the tarot, right? How do we link this concept to tarot? To me, this idea of inhibitory and core emotions can be a good way of conceptualizing how some of the most challenging cards in the minor arcana are actually inviting us into our healing potential. So a series of cards that most people find extremely challenging are the last three cards of the sword suit, which are the eight, nine, and ten of swords. In the Pamela Coleman Smith illustrations, these cards depict a lot of pain and strife and defeat. And when you look at them, you really think, ouch, this is tough. But we can remember that the swords is associated with air, which is the element that rules our thoughts or cognitions. So when your mind is racing with anxiety and you're imagining all the worst case scenarios that could happen, it's not actually real, right? The situation has not played out yet. It's a cognitive experience. It's based in our thoughts, and therefore it is a suit of swords experience. In the Eight of Swords, we see a figure bound and blindfolded and surrounded by swords. There is a trappedness here, right? Even though this person's feet are free to move, the feeling is of being trapped. But some people even point out that the swords could be a resource to remove the binding. And this image aligns with the experiences of the inhibitory emotions. When we are experiencing guilt, shame, or anxiety, we often feel quite trapped and bound. And often people think of being sort of stuck in their heads, right? I can't get out of my head right now. But if we take a step back, we may be able to see that we are trapped in our own thoughts and that, though it could be challenging to do it, we may be able to get out of it. Just as the figure in the Eight of Swords has a way out if they choose to do some problem solving. Moving into the Nine of Swords, we see a more developed experience of the inhibitory emotions and the toll that staying in this place can take on our well-being. So this person's sitting up in bed, and they have their head in their hands, and losing sleep is a common effect of staying in guilt, shame, or anxiety. When we see the swords hanging over the figure sitting up in bed, we kind of see that this person is haunted by their own thoughts, and it is taking a toll on their well-being, right? It's detracting from their sleep. And this is very common with inhibitory emotions, that our well-being is somehow compromised. And it might be through sleep, but it could be also altering our appetite. You know, a lot of people either eat way more or lay, way less when they're anxious. Or it could drive us to do things to cope, like smoke or drink or do drugs. So there is a way that our well-being can definitely take a toll when we're in this Nine of Swords place. And if we stay with these inhibitory emotions even longer and don't find a way out, then we end up in the Ten of Swords, which represents total isolation, burnout, and defeat. But remember that the swords are our thoughts, 
and therefore the Ten of Swords is a card that depicts something happening in our minds, not something that's happening in our real physical reality. So the figure on this card was not taken down by other people. Of course, the situation that got them there most likely did involve other people, but it's not the other people that that brought about this total defeat. Rather, those swords in their back are their own negative thought patterns. So there's a self-destruction that has happened here. And not necessarily on purpose, right? But it's just that this person couldn't figure out how to cope with those more negative thought patterns and ended up burning out. So this card depicts the total burnout and defeat that we get to if we are unable to find a way out of guilt, shame, or anxiety. Eventually what happens is what we see in this card, our mind might kind of fry out, we bottom out, and if we're resilient, we begin to work our way back up, right? That's why the sun is rising in the back. This, this burnout moment isn't the end of our lives, but it's, it's a bottoming out experience. But who wants to get that far down in the guilt, shame, anxiety spiral if you don't have to, right? If you could catch it higher up and shift away, you'd much rather not get to this Ten of Swords moment. So again, going back to Hillary Jacobs Hendel's change triangle, the change triangle suggests that the way to work your way out of inhibitory emotions is to slow down, regulate them, drop your awareness into your body, and explore the core emotions. So this is the healing invitation in healing potential of these three swords cards. By focusing on these experiences of anxiety, guilt, and shame, these cards are pointing us to a way out. So fighting the anxiety, guilt, and shame thoughts is not the way out. Pretending you are okay or that you can just forget about it and move on or let it go or man up or whatever those things you might be saying to yourself, is actually just moving over into the defense corner of the triangle, where even less healing is going to happen. So instead, the real way out is to allow yourself to experience the core emotions. And this means feeling more rather than less. This is especially helpful when you draw the Eight of Swords. If we can catch ourselves at this stage, before these thoughts are keeping us up at night or burning us out, we're doing a good job. These thoughts are going to come up, right? But it's how we manage them. However, the same invitation awaits us in the Nine and Ten of Swords. We just may already have experienced some of the damage of being stuck in these negative thought patterns at this time. The Eight of Swords is an earlier catch. So where does this invitation to heal take us? our core emotions. And we can even look at the emotional suit of the tarot, which is the suit of cups, and the equivalent number cards, the 8, 9, and 10, to see how this dropping down and experiencing the core emotions plays out. So there's a bit of a roadmap to what this looks like in these equivalent number cards in the emotion suit, the cup suit. So in the 8 of cups, we see a figure walking off into some uncharted territory that is rocky and wet and looks quite challenging. 
There is an eclipse in the sky, which often represents emotional challenges and surprises. And this is true when we drop down into core emotions. It can feel like we're going into uncharted territory, and it can indeed be quite challenging and surprising. But the cups on the card are upright, right? Representing our resources at this moment. So we have resources to draw on as we're doing this. So when you drop down into your core emotions, you use your breath and other grounding exercises as resources to help you tolerate what you may find there. And if you're working with a therapist, that human connection is also a resource that you use as you go through this experience of finding your core emotions and letting yourself feel them. So if you're someone who finds that dropping into your core emotions is particularly scary, or you know that you have experienced trauma in your past, I highly suggest you do this work with a trauma-informed therapist, because you probably need that extra resource, that human connection, to do this in a way that feels tolerable. And it being tolerable is absolutely necessary for this work. So I'll put a link in the show notes for a directory of AEDP therapists if you're interested in working with a therapist in this way. In the Nine of Cups, we see a figure who appears quite stable and comfortable with their cups. The goal of dropping down is to find some mastery of your emotional experience. If you were able to drop down into a core emotion, like, say, grief, and really let yourself feel it and experience it intentionally and while staying grounded, you will likely find that it is not as scary as it may seem. You know, people are always saying, oh, I can't let myself feel my grief because if I do, it'll get out of control. But in fact, most waves of core emotional experiences last about 90 seconds and then they begin to subside. And again, it does come in waves. It's not like you experience it one, once and that's it. But it's not the sort of thing that you're spiraling down. It's not this overwhelming downward spiral that you may have expected. And in fact, that downward spiral happens when we don't allow these core emotional experiences to play out, as we saw in the Suit of Swords. So again, in the Nine of Cups, we see that confidence, stability, and mastery that comes from staying with the emotion. Just as in the Nine of Swords, we see that counterexample, the instability and loss of control that comes when we stay with the inhibitory emotion. And then in the Ten of Cups, we see the reward for this work, freedom and connection. With Hendel's Change Triangle, the ultimate goal is to work your way into what Hendel calls the open-hearted state, and the only way to get there is through experiencing the core emotions. So this open-hearted state is a state in which we are calm, curious, connected, compassionate, confident, courageous, and clear. Again, there is a parallel and a contrast to the Ten of Swords. In the Ten of Swords, we see that utter burnout and defeat and isolation. In the Ten of Cups, we are encouraged and to connect with others and we're feeling energized and we feel really good and clear. So again, in the Swords, we see how these inhibitory emotions of guilt, shame, and anxiety originate in our minds in the Eight of Swords and develop to detract from our well-being in the Nine of Swords. 
to the point of isolation, burnout, and self-defeat in the Ten of Swords. But, as with any cards in the tarot, there's also this invitation to heal. And when we are in these cognitive-based inhibitory emotional states, when we're stuck in our head, one way to heal is to drop down and experience the core emotions, and the corresponding cup cards teach us how to do that. You draw on your resources to explore these core emotional states, which could feel like going into uncharted territory, which is the Eight of Cups. We begin to develop a sense of mastery and familiarity with our emotional experience, which is the Nine of Cups. And this leads us to a release that feels liberating and fosters human connection, Ten of Cups. So that's it for today. I hope you find this helpful and it helps you to see the healing invitation that those challenging sword cards offer. And maybe even gives you some tools to use to cope with anxiety, guilt, or shame. And I would definitely recommend reading It's Not Always Depression uh, if you're interested in learning more about how this works. I gave you a very basic overview, but the book itself is a really, really great resource. I'd love to hear your thoughts on these concepts, so please reach out and let me know what you think. Have a great week, and I will talk to you next week. Bye. Rootlock Radio is a podcast for uncloaking, learning, and exploring the tarot cards. It's written and produced by me, Weston. Music for the podcast is provided by Shenandoah Davis and Jeray. To support Rootlock Radio, please join our Patreon community at patreon.com slash rootlockradio. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you'll join me next time for Rootlock Radio.